0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Not Fit for the Final. I'm Emily, as always. I'm Lindsay. I will continue to open this podcast with that exact phrasing every single time. So if
1: you're (laughs) bored of it, leave.
0: Anyway, (laughs) so we will get right. (laughs) I'm not kidding. How else do you open a podcast? Like, do you want me to just
1: scream into the
0: microphone? You know what? That might be a good idea. You know, I Rip headphone users, uh, (laughs) but I'm not going to do that because I live in an apartment Yeah, no go. and I don't want to be kicked out. Thanks, because I have nowhere else to live. Um, I do want to acknowledge the fact that Lindsay got a new
1: professional microphone, so that's why her voice sounds fucking amazing. It's not that professional. It just is less than my underwater um, voice of episodes past. So sorry if you dealt with that
0: professional to me
1: because it's not
0: my apple headphone microphone that i can go up like this and talk really (laughs) Listen, is
1: asmr the apple headphone microphone does not mess around it doesn't no apple said i'm gonna give you shitty products but our microphone on our headphones i'm gonna do that one for you that's
0: what they said But all right, let's get into this week's episode. This was episode six, titled From Teresa with Love. And as promised, this episode had a lot of Teresa going on.
1: The same Teresa, same Teresa that we love to hate. Uh, She's been quiet so far, but this episode, she showed good old fashioned slimy, snaky Teresa, and it was honestly very entertaining i
0: loved watching her just dig her own grave it was very because usually someone stops her in like past seasons like usually someone comes in and they're like hey Jerusa, you're, you're creeping in on some dangerous territory there. you may want to like dial it back a little bit and at this point in time jay was just like okay bye have fun at work sweetie see you when you get home well, i think and then she was, came home with a dumpster fire
1: <laughs> it was because jay's just as bad he sort of yeah I've been saying this since the beginning, that partnership, they're very, very similar people. So it wasn't like she didn't have a partner who could put her fire out, but instead Jay was gasoline. And so it just got even worse. Yeah. Yep.
0: That is true. But so we open up this episode with a little bit of a sad moment. And we have Nani being the house shrink and talking to Leo and we're coming to find out based between that conversation and with his confessional that he has become very triggered mentally in this house and he really can't handle being in this situation waking up every day having this kind of environment where he's with these strangers and even though they're friends they're not they're not family and it separates or it's very distinguished in his brain to remind him of when he was back in group homes. And so Leo ends up taking a major mental health hit there.
1: Yeah, I I got to say, I really, like Cam said it in her confessional too, um, this was like a big moment for the challenge. It was something that doesn't really get talked about a lot which is mental health and that stigma around it and especially um like I think Cam is the one who pointed it out especially for black men so for Leo to be able to step up yeah yeah, and be like this isn't for me I'm struggling mentally I need help I'm gonna go home you know that was that was big to you know for people watching to be able to see that and say oh like I am allowed to say I'm struggling and you know not just try to bottle it up inside
0: yeah and we've seen that I feel like um We've seen men in the past do this where they kind of just tough it out, quote unquote, for themselves, for their partners, for the money, for whatever. And it ends up backfiring and hitting them in the face. I mean, CT's done it a bunch. I mean, with when he was dating DM, when he wasn't dating DM, when they were broken up in the house together and right after she passed, it it was hard for him. And he came back to this challenge over and over again. And I honestly think that's why CT is so fucked right now in the head, just in terms of love marriage partnership things like that like you can see it in in him he i'm currently re-watching rivals or X's one just for fun and him and dm are partners obviously and like his amount of communication has grown so much since 2012 back when they were partners for X's one and i'm seeing everything that dm taught him is exactly what ct does with big t I'm literally watching the episode. Um, I think it's like episode three or X's or four in Rivals or X's t- one, Blah, if I could speak. Um, it's like episode four of X's one and CT and DM sit down and they're like, we have not been good partners in this game right now. We don't have to be friends. We don't have to be X's even. We don't have to be dating, but we need to be good partners in this game and we need to figure out how to communicate. And DM teaches him how to do that. And I'm seeing that with CT now. And it's just very interesting because... Like we said, T -T has gone through a lot since DM passed. They dated for two years, off and on. Like they were soulmates, in my personal opinion. He's currently separated from his wife. Um, like now in 2021, so it's like really insane to see how messed up these men can get, especially on the challenge. And the fact that Leo's a black man who went through all of this struggle, it sheds a lot of light on this situation. And even TJ, when they get to the challenge, he. He hates quitters. He hates, 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 hates quitters. Tells them all the time to suck it up and stick with it if it's for a shitty reason. But said he wholeheartedly supported Leo's decision. And that's when you know that, like, this means something to a lot of people because it's important for – I mean, TJ went through a massive – um accident back in 2010 2011 and dealt with a lot of mental struggles facing that trauma and all that getting back on a bike all that all that stuff that you have to go through so I think TJ really understands what Leo's going through in terms of an internal mental struggle not the same one obviously but it helped bring a lot of light to a very important issue I think
1: yeah it it, men's mental health definitely seems to be a central theme in the challenge that they do have that platform and are able to sort of have those conversations and uh show people that you know it's okay to say i need help which is exactly what leo did and i've been he's been impressing me all season and this is like i'm sad to see him go but big props to him for being able to say it's time for me to go
0: i agree yeah Uh, i was sad for him i was sad for gabby gabby was wicked sad that he was leaving she was crying she was just genuinely sad I think to lose a partner but she even still supported him she was like I want you to stay in this game if you can but if you can't you're not going to be a good partner to me you're not going to be good to yourself like go get better do what you need to do and maybe hopefully like you can combat this and maybe come back in the future and I'm I'm hoping he works on this and really understands what it's like now so maybe he can come back in the future and really be because he was a good competitor in this game he was a rookie but he was still a good competitor
1: The other thing we have going on in the house uh, prior to our daily this episode was we had a little bit of unrest uh, politically on the girls side of the house. Um, We start a little foreshadowing little foreshadowing. Yeah, we see um, Nani actually having conversation in a room full of people because you can't have a Teresa narrative without Nani on the other side of it. (laughs) and it was Nani
0: Loki getting a lot of screen time this episode for literally
1: no reason Nani she sort of stepped up and was allowing other people to sort of vent their grievances about how Teresa's playing both sides of the house which we've been saying on this podcast for a while is that her and Jay have been sort of towing that middle line but so a lot of people are saying oh it's is it weird that like Teresa doesn't seem to have Anissa's back even though she says they're friends but she's friends with Anissa even though she's aligned with the rookies is that weird and Nani's there to say yeah that's weird. You should notice that. That's how Teresa plays. Um, and we have, especially uh, the person in that room, I think that takes the most notice is Lolo because she Lolo takes- Lolo said red freaking flag. Yeah, Lolo, <laughs> Lolo, seems Lolo to said be red flag. Yeah. I, I listened to the official podcast. So I listened to Anissa and Tori talk about this. And according to Anissa, her and Lolo actually were pretty close and were talking a lot. So Lolo was sort of defending Anissa's honor in this case. She goes to the kitchen And was like hey teresa like what's the deal you say you're friends with all these people but then you know you're doing stuff behind their back your votes are going different ways what's going on um and so then we get you know the typical teresa she goes on the defensive has no idea what she could have possibly done wrong and I I thought it, it, this could have gotten kind of ugly because Lolo doesn't necessarily always keep her head on her shoulders, but she sort of stayed, she raised her voice a little bit, but she stayed calm, cool, and collected. and was just like, Teresa, I'm calling you out. I'm sorry. I'm calling you out. And it Lolo ended yeah. up sort of looking like the hero in this conversation, which was really interesting.
0: See, I think the fact that Lolo wasn't doing it necessarily for her just herself, like it wasn't a personal attack on Lolo. It wasn't a personal attack on Lolo and Nam. It was... Teresa being a little shady and Lolo literally just noticing this little like indiscrepancy between the two items and her being like, Teresa, what the fuck? That's pretty much all it was. And Teresa got wicked defensive and started coming directly for Lolo. And that's when her temper started to get up there. But I don't know. I mean, Lolo, I was really hoping for an explosive Lolo fight because I've heard a lot about them. And I really wanted to see one this season, but it's looking like we're not going to get one. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but Teresa, honestly, throughout this whole episode, that was the first moment. It, she's having a Fessy moment in my brain where she's losing my respect a little bit. She not as nearly as drastic as Fessy because Fessy is a piece of shit. And fuck Gabby for still talking to him.
1: Fuck my, that shit. My Teresa pet peeve came out during this conversation. It's actually a pet peeve I have in real life, but it's people who say frustrated. And Teresa says it in like, three confessionals a season she says the word frustrated the word teresa is frustrated it drives me nuts and like not to like make fun of anyone who might have a speech impediment whatever but like because teresa this is the only word that i've ever heard teresa mispronounce and that one word but those are the two things that bother me is when people say frustrated and when people say "ax" instead of ask and teresa is notorious for the frustrated but I'm I just want to let spend, everyone yeah, know. That I just want to let frustrated. everyone know that I say frustrated, and Lindsay and I are
0: best friends. And I've never known that this was a pet peeve of hers well, until right now. So that just shows how good of
1: a friend Lindsay is. Because I don't watch you on reality television where you're giving a confessional where you know you're talking to a camera and that America is going to hear you say this sentence. Anyway, well, maybe someday
0: you will. Maybe someday maybe. I will. Maybe someday, be someday you'll, you'll be on the, on the
1: challenge.
0: Well, maybe we'll be on the challenge together.
1: We'd lose. Yeah, probably. We're too we're too short. We're too short. We are way too short.
0: <laughs> yeah. That I feel like though would be one of our only downsides. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Yeah. We're both we pretty strong, pretty fast, pretty sociable. We're just short. I mean, I can swim. You can swim. We're just I, short. I I'm a decent swimmer, but not nearly you. That's
0: what I'm saying. But I mean I can, I can swim with a life jacket guys. on and that's
1: most of those challenges. So it would be fine.
0: Honestly, I think that would make me slower.
1: <laughs> It definitely would. So you can't do butterfly in a life jacket.
0: Oh, no, you can. You can. All right. So getting right into the daily, obviously, we sadly have Leo Depart, and then we have a little bit of a partner swap going on because Gabby's now left without a partner. So poor Devin, who literally thought he was going to be able to just coast by this week. I mean ended up benefiting him or whatever. Like nothing bad happened to him, but him in his brain, he probably totally wasn't ready to do this challenge. He probably wasn't like, thank God he was even dressed. I mean, like, honestly, like I would have come without the right socks on. I would have come without compression pants. I would have like, and this is not the challenge where you want to fuck up like that. Like this is a shitty challenge to go in and be completely unprepared for.
1: I mean, I'm sure that he anticipated this because Leo left while they were still in the house. So I'm sure that he was like, well, there's two of us that are rogue right now. So obviously we're going to be partners. Um, I also think it's interesting that we have only had one daily with a rogue agent because so many people have left that (laughs) pairs are just getting reassigned willy nilly, but... Yeah, it's a good thing that he wasn't like um, Amanda in her jeans when she had to compete in an elimination because she thought she was safe, but then her and Zach couldn't agree, so they went to elimination, but that's way beside the point. Yeah, he was ready to go, so I'm sure that they figured out while they were still in the house that it was going to end up being him and Gabby together. I think this is an interesting little pair.
0: Yeah, I think it could be very dangerous, if I'm being honest, because I think Gabby has a lot of pull in this house that we don't see because – She's flirting with Bessie. She's in with the rookie girls. She's in with Big T. She's got this really airtight little group going on right now for her. And Devin with his political scheminess, I think that could be dangerous. But I think yeah, adding, numbers,
1: adding, adding Devin into the mix of that UK girl alliance, the itty bitty small committee, that's dangerous. Yeah. They could <laughs> run the house. They, and honestly,
0: I think Devin's kind of happy that he's with Gabby right now because it puts him in a protected position and gives him the opportunity to really make some major moves in this house without necessarily being in a position of power, which I think is a very dangerous place to put Devin. Um, So lucky him, I guess, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it Um, did
1: work out for him.
0: Yeah, it did, I think. And then regarding the numbers, see, I'm really curious because this sounds like a game in which they would have to have a purge. Think about it this way, because you got 10 gold skulls. You got what? 25 people ish, give or take 24, whatever. And so you got 10 gold skulls. And if you're doing week to week, you're only losing one person that leaves way too many people after 10 eliminations, nine eliminations, eight eliminations, whenever you're going to do this purge right towards the end, right before the final. That leaves way too many people. So I really think that this honestly really fucked up MTV's plan with all of these people going home. Because I literally think they're just kind of spitballing at this point. Like, okay, so what are we going to do next? Because we lost
1: our original plan, so i wouldn't have been surprised if they had like a sort of purge-esque challenge planned for when there was like maybe one gold skull left on each side if that was even possible to predict because like when people go home they get knocked back in the pot whatever but i wouldn't have been surprised if they had the last challenge before the final planned to be a purge where if you win you get a gold skull you go to the final if you lose you're just gone because yeah you're right this the way the numbers were working out like five skulls for each gender was not enough to not sort of have a purge or have the season go on for way too long uh so it kind of already is going on for a long time but okay, yeah i we're think we're only at i think people leaving or sort of skulls? yeah ended up having them be like, i think we only have we've got three guys with gold skulls and two girls right
0: okay yeah so all right we're getting there but we're not really we're only halfway there
1: yeah especially if skulls yeah especially if one of those skulls gets you know stolen so it could go even longer
0: which honestly i don't mind i actually really like the longer challenge seasons i think the, especially but only if they can keep you entertained i think total madness dragged on just a little too long
1: so did but the War final of the i think it ended up making up
0: for it a little yeah, I think the final in Total Madness made up for it a little bit, a teeny tiny bit, just because it was an individual final. So it was really fun to watch. It was watch kind them of a lame final, play. though. Yeah, but we hadn't seen one. And then Johnny obviously won. Jenny I, won, which was I awesome. Miss,
1: I, I think the, the Total Madness final was pretty good. It was a little bit scary. Um, but I yeah. I do miss like a final where it was like one final very long run but with a lot of checkpoints that's kind of like the the rivals two final the free agents final stuff like that um because i think that uh the x's
0: two final is similar to yeah that. those
1: were probably similar i just off the top of my head those are two that like are very memorable to be memorable yeah. to me but because i think that there were have been finals where there just isn't room for error where like whoever gets ahead in one spot they just, like, that's it. You, there's no way you can make it mm-hmm. up. So we had, you know, the final reckoning final when Natalie takes that wrong turn. It was over for her and Polly because the the final times ended up being, like, seconds apart. So to get lost for that long, whereas there are old finals where you could make up a half hour if you really dug. So I, yeah. I miss finals where it genuinely was anyone's game.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I, I think Total Madness just was a little bit of a break from finals that we didn't love watching but yeah no I yeah but so this is the numbers are working out in this game really weird I don't think I know I know MTV was planning a weird season just due to all the situations regarding COVID and all that stuff but this I think is way different than what they were planning but getting into the actual challenge itself they decided to call it smuggle run okay cool let's just rip off disney's ride and galaxy's edge you can like you can say that
1: but look at every single like challenge and episode name from these they're all like references and stuff emily so you can calm down i know this one's just a little too close for me
0: it's just a little too close and
1: die another day wasn't too close for you anyway like that's like a like
0: that's like a pun though this is literally like yeah because it's like die another j that's what tv does it's like this is literally No, I think this was stupid. But anyway, so it's a mini final. Mini final. Love mini finals. They
1: have to carry this pillar. They called it a capsule, which I don't really see see it as a capsule. It's a, it's a cylinder. It's just a very,
0: it's a really large pole, actually. According to Anissa,
1: Um, the puzzle pieces were in there, which I didn't notice when I was watching it.
0: How did you – literally, TJ goes, you're then going to pull the puzzle pieces out of your cylinder. I don't like, know. Like It's literally part of the challenge it, like w-
1: It wasn't significant because it wasn't like you could lose your cylinder or anything like that. So the fact that they were in there wasn't significant to me. I just – fun little fact that I now know.
0: Yeah, that's fair. But you had to use the cylinder, carry it all the way through, basically. And – use it and complete checkpoints along the way so it was literally just like a mini final and it was really fun to watch because we got to see who did really
1: well together and who really sucked yeah I think that we yeah I think the nature of the challenge made it a little bit hard to see because like there were some teams that I think could have done better but like Lolo and Nam and Anissa and Fessy both struggled with a little bit of a height difference so it's like hard to carry that thing really
0: didn't have the endurance true Anissa's not good at
1: endurance but She might have had more of a fighting chance if she wasn't an entire foot shorter than her partner. So all of the weight was on her instead of on him. And he's a refrigerator, so he should have had more weight. But, you know, that's how it goes on the challenge. Yeah.
0: And then we got to see some couples or some pairs really thrive. I mean, Corey and Ashley Ashley, coming in second. Yeah, Ashley and her puzzles.
1: She She got that math puzzle done, flew out of there so fast.
0: I know. There were two groups, I think, that actually finished the puzzle, and that was Anissa and Fessy, a.k.a. Anisa, yep. and Ashley and Corey, a.k.a. Ashley.
1: <laughs> we also and then had, Jay
0: the... and Teresa may have, but I don't remember.
1: No, there, there was only two that did. I have that written down, too. But yeah. Darrell and Amber B got off to a quick start at the beginning, which – I think they, they sort of fell behind at some of the checkpoints and they timed out in the puzzle checkpoint. But mm-hmm. I mean, like Darrell's a beast and Amber B, I think she's shaping up to be a little bit more of a competitive threat than I initially thought she was because she was keeping up with him.
0: Yeah, I, I think Darrell definitely has a lot when you're comparing. Like, I would love to see her with someone who's slightly less athletic. Just to see how well she could do like almost with someone who's matched with her. Do you know what I mean? Like I would like to see her maybe with like a like a Corey. I feel like her with Corey would be really interesting. Someone who's a little bit similar in terms of speed, style, etc., just so I could see like how she would match up if she was matched correctly. You know,
1: I kind of like her and Darrell together because I think that they're both sort of these silent assassins. That I mean, Darrell shouldn't be underestimated, but I think because he's so old old school, he is underestimated. And she's definitely underestimated because of her size. So I kind of like their underdog style that's going on.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to call Darrell an underdog, but yeah, I totally see what you're saying. And then we also had a bunch of teams do really well that I was really excited about, Cam and
1: Kyle. Cam and Kyle, they were the first out of that first checkpoint.
0: They did fucking awesome. I wish, honestly, they could have won this challenge, but honestly, it was kind of catered towards Teresa and Jay just with the training that they have and the way their bodies move. It's just this was for them, a five-mile run carrying a big heavy thing.
1: I mean, they probably they probably had the opposite trouble with the height difference. It actually probably helped them a little bit because most of yeah. the pairs, their problem was the guy was taller, but Teresa's taller than Jay. So it gave Jay more weight, like just by mm-hmm. chance. And at this point, yeah. like... Teresa is a little bit past her prime she's had two children and Jay you know biologically like he's a dude so he could hold a little bit more of that weight for her and I think it it actually helped that the height difference helped this pair instead of like hindering them with the other pairs
0: and one team I'm surprised that the height difference didn't really fuck with Josh and Nani because Josh is fucking huge how tall is Josh he's taller than Fessy no he's not is he I'm, real he's I'm, not taller than i think he is i th- they're like the same height or josh is taller because they i mean josh is fucking tall and nani i mean nani is tall but she's not as tall as them at all
1: i'm looking up josh's height right so now. so oh yeah he's 6'2 he's 6'2 so he's getting, shorter than fessy but he's tall okay yeah, so that is yeah, that's, okay. So what's Fessy six three six that's four? That's a that's a six inch height difference. So yeah, Nani definitely was carrying a little bit more weight than she probably oh, wanted yeah. to be and carrying. And they kept pace. They came in. They They did. came in they what, came fourth, in fourth place,
0: fifth place. Fourth. Like that's cr- like I want. They I think would be a very good team to see in the final because or I would be scared to see that team in the final because they have just enough friendship to push each other the right way but also they're physically very similar and pull each other back where they need to we saw a lot of this i feel like in this episode previous episodes regarding social politics whatever but then also in the challenge like nani was doing a really great job of motivating josh and josh was doing a great job of motivating nani from what we saw they didn't really have much screen time because they did fall in the middle of the pack but
1: I'd be worried a little bit about them mentally because there are certain things that break Nani and there are certain things that break Josh. And if in a final they were faced with like five miles, they were both able to keep it together because that's a pretty short, like it is a mini final. But yeah. I think in a longer like two-day final, if they were up against something that got to one of them mentally and the other one wasn't like completely on their game, I think they'd have a hard time because both of them do have, you know, these very obvious breaking points for Nani. It's heights. It's heights. For Josh, it's I don't know exactly what, but like we've seen him get pushed over the edge emotionally. So they're they, they the would make me a little things. nervous, but I'd be honestly a little bit rooting for them, even though Josh gets under my skin. Yeah.
0: And then we obviously have Lolo and Nam, um, their whole
1: problem situation. That, yeah, that was a hot mess. Because this,
0: like I don't yeah, I don't Lola, understand why it was even as big of a deal as it was.
1: Lola yeah. competes like an Olympian which is she's used to you know tough love she used to go 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 like like she said at the end she was like you always run over the finish line it doesn't matter like like full hustle full steam ahead 100% all the time and I think that Nam he's a little bit quieter of a guy he might be more used to like the encouragement style of coaching while Lolo's he's sort of also used to the, like used
0: yeah he's also used to a very individual gameplay I mean like he was ultimate Beastmaster. like he's not on a team He's I, yeah, fighting Lolo, for Lolo does both now. individual
1: and team because uh, she's she tracked, knows how to work track hard. and bobsled. So yeah, but it yeah they're just their styles of learning and coaching sort of started to clash there, which we haven't seen mm-hmm. yet because I don't think we've seen them um, push that hard before. Um, A little quip that was a favorite of mine uh, personally was when they were doing the puzzle. I didn't know that Nam was a mechanical engineer. I'm a Mechie um, or Mechie in training. And so that was funny to me to like watch her be like, you're a mechanical engineer. Why can't you figure this math puzzle out? Because I know damn well that I would stand there staring at it the exact same way he did. So
0: so it's really funny too because I just saw my own personal relationship with my boyfriend in that situation because my boyfriend is a computer engineer. Yeah. Or a computer engineer. engineer in training. And I was I'm, a like, for a second. Wasn't he? he was a Mechie for a second, yeah. And I like use him as my personal calculator. I'm an English journalism major. Like numbers are not in my skill set in any shape or form. And I'll be like, uh, yeah, um, Kevin, what is 257 divided by 18? And he'll be like, Emily, I give me a calculator. That, and I'm like, yeah. but you're an engineer. Why can't you do this? And I just, it's so funny because I was like, oh, is this what I sound like?
1: And was, that exactly, and I was—that like, that is exactly, you say that to me too, not just to him. That is exactly what you sound that, like. That is.
0: And that's really funny to me to see, because I just like, Lolo's confessional I don't think I've ever related to something on the challenge more Lolo's little confessional where she's just like I don't get why he can't do it
1: (laughs) so funny I was wrong by the way I'm now looking Teresa and Jay did finish the puzzle
0: yeah I was gonna say because Teresa's really smart at puzzles
1: but yeah Um, Ashley and her you know apps on her phone helped her out so yeah Ashley Teresa and Anissa were the only ones who did the puzzle everyone else timed out
0: Losers, just well, literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then we ultimately have Jay and Teresa finish and Corey and Ashley come in right behind them. Very tricky spot
1: to be put in. They Corey and Ashley. Uh Corey and Ashley would have won if they hadn't taken a quick little detour. Uh thanks, Corey, for absolutely Corey. nothing. <laughs> Corey. Ashley he does her part too. and does the puzzle, and then Corey's just like, dude, I know I'm gonna go the wrong way. <laughs>
0: and like it's not even that I feel like they went the wrong way necessarily they literally I think just took the long way around they took the
1: long way around yeah
0: and it cost them the freaking challenge which is like wicked annoying but that puts them in a tough spot because Teresa then immediately says oh I'm gonna put a target on
1: her back let me just throw Ashley in because why not good lord then we have Casey Leroy Cam
0: Kyle Josh Nani Couple other groups just coming in right in the middle. Who placed last in this challenge? Was it Anisa? And, and, and Yeah, yeah, yeah. by yeah, a long Fessi.
1: shot. I saw recently. I saw the Bernie meme of him sitting in the chair, and it said TJ waiting for Anisa and Fessy to cross the finish line. Because <laughs> I'm sure that's what he looked like.
0: That, that is probably what he looks like. Honestly, that was just uh, let's talk about that for a second. That's embarrassing. That Fessi.
1: was rough. Embarrassing.
0: Yeah, so Anissa, I get it. It's not all think- on you because it's a struggle with Anisa, but Fessy.
1: No, that should be able to too. carry that. Cylinder. You ha- exactly. He should be able to carry or that cylinder by himself. You have himself. to be able to motivate your partner in a way that is not annoying. And what he was was annoying. I do think Anissa had a point. Yeah. She had a confessional in the middle of the challenge where she was like, "We don't have to win." We don't have to win this. Why am I killing myself? We're in dead last right now. Why would I pick up the pace? If I'm not sitting in first by accident, I don't need to win the challenge. This is not the actual final. If we win, all it's gonna do is make people threatened by us. Why wouldn't we chill out now that we're already in last? So I think she has a point. Personally, I would never take that approach because I'm way too competitive and I have fragile ego. But so does Fessy, which You'd is why <laughs> you take the Lolo
0: approach. You take the Lolo approach. I would take the Lolo
1: approach and be like, let's go. We are we're running across the finish line i don't think i'm quite as mean or scary as lolo is but yeah I, I think anisa anisa didn't want to win that i think that they could have come in like third to last instead of last if anisa you know gave her full effort to it but i genuinely don't think that she was trying to the extent because she's right there is no reason for them to win that yeah challenge. at
0: that point what besides is you know point? the cash
1: prize but
0: yeah which is six grand honestly anisa would like what's the what's the point of that you know what i mean literally and he's been on this show for so long six grand is nothing
1: (laughs) if they had a shot i feel like she would have gone for it but since they were so far behind from the from the get-go there was no reason to try and do the impossible right and
0: what like with the way this season's going someone could have hurt themselves someone could have gotten fucked up and bye
1: sayonara true we don't need to lose any more girls thank you So when we get back to the house after our daily challenge, um, the first thing we see is we see Ashley immediately go up to Teresa and be like, yo, am I good? Am I good? Uh, news flash, she's not good. Um, but yeah, she tried, <laughs> she was sort news of trying, <laughs> she, spoiler alert, she was sort of trying to align herself with Teresa there. Honestly, that would have been a good idea, a pretty smart alliance, but Teresa already had in her head that that wasn't happening. Um, so that was kind of an inconsequential yeah. segment because there was nothing that came out of it. But then we see um, Nam and Lolo. Um, they're sort of hiding in a closet. God. Um, I don't know what room they're welcome in. To big- welcome li- welcome like to a- Big
0: T's therapy session.
1: Yeah, it- this was the most dramatic thing I think I've ever seen on the challenge. Like ever for it was literally
0: no like so no dramatic
1: reason. the two of them being like it hurts my feeling like Nam in his cute little German accent being like she hurt my feelings like I don't have a good German accent but it was literally like simultaneously cringy and adorable at the same time because they both weren't like oh like I hate my part because like that's kind of the trend like when you do poorly in a challenge with your partner, you'll be like, I hate my partner, like we don't work, whatever. But like, they were like trying to reconcile and be like, like, it hurts my feelings when you say this, like, I'm just trying to motivate. you." I was like, this is the drama in this right now. Like if you put like violin music behind it, like it would have been so dramatic. So yeah, we have them trying to sort of mend their broken partnership there so that they can work better together.
0: For me, this was a little dramatic, I think on both sides. This leads me to believe that they will not be a good couple outside of this house um, because clearly their communication styles are so different. Lolo needs the reassurance. She needs that constant communication. She needs someone who can deal with her yelling at them, whereas Nam needs that more. He likes the communication, but he likes it to be a lot softer. And so it, hello, it doesn't really work out for them this way and then we do have lolo come in within her confessional being like i don't know if this partnership's going to work out so that leads me to believe that lolo might try and dip i get think, her gold
1: skull and i think dip. either one of them would leave if they got a gold skull i don't know who the they only would reason, i don't know who they would pick but i think they would yeah, both they would both defect
0: the only reason i wouldn't think nam would is only because I feel like he doesn't know the game well enough to know that that would be his best choice. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like he wouldn't necessarily know who to pick. And I feel like if he picked someone, he might regret his I don't know. I feel like that just wouldn't work out for Nam. Just Lolo's played this game before. She knows exactly kind of what you need in order to succeed. Nam, less so. And I feel like he's kind of of a creature of habit. So I feel like if he's stuck with Lolo, that would make sense.
1: I think that he would go like purely on physical performance and like the statistics alone and grab someone like cam because like her elimination record speaks for itself she's what like 11 and one that's insane 10
0: and one or 11 the, and one is the remember. 11th or
1: the 10th I don't know but I think it was the 11th yeah so 11th she total she I think that he would you know look at who is my actual like on paper biggest chance at winning this game and, and go that way. Yeah.
0: I do think their conversation was slightly productive. I do think Nam understood enough of what Lola was saying. And I think Lola really just needed to rant at Nam and you kind of had big T there, just vibe and facilitated in the whole thing, whatever. We love big but I think T. it'll end up benefiting them. Yeah, we do love, we love big T in this house. If you don't like big T, see yourself out. Thank you. Um, but yeah, after, no, after I this think break, that conversation. Uh, yeah. It was, I don't know. Productive. We'll see
1: how it goes next episode. Yeah. After this, we uh, we head out to the igloo, you know, our challenge club of the, the club. season. My personal, I would like to visit the igloo, have a little party. Anyway, um, we have Nani having a conversation. I forget with whom, but she's saying that she's ready to go get our gold skull, which I think at this point, you know, that's kind of smart. It's it's time to, to start, you know, focusing on that finish line. And she's like, I want to go in, but I have zero faith that you know teresa won't make this difficult for me and she was like i think that if i'm Mm -hmm. in there teresa's gonna throw herself in because she's beat me before she knows she can and i don't want to go against teresa so for this reason i think she sort of keeps her mouth shut and doesn't ask the house to vote her in because she has no reason to trust teresa and certainly doesn't trust teresa
0: yeah and i think that that's really good game analytics by nani just purely because that's knowing your enemy really really well like her and teresa never got along teresa knocked her out of a final very unfairly and it just kind of puts. i know i know i know um but so i don't know i just think that that's like a very hard position to be in because obviously time's running out like she's got to get that gold skull asap rocky like you know what i mean like she's got to get in that crater sooner rather than later. And she has to make that sacrifice where she thinks
1: like, oh shit, like, I don't think I can do this right now. I I think it's a really good thing. I think she makes a smart- It's a really good thing she didn't do this because looking at this elimination- You know Teresa's five inches taller than Nani. It absolutely and the minute Nani got frustrated with it, she would have had the same problem Ashley did, which is she just wouldn't have been able to mentally stay in it. So yeah, Teresa would have cleared Nani's clock in this elimination. So I am so glad that she had the game sense to be like, I don't trust Teresa.
0: Yeah, but in poor gameplay, this is where we have the first fuck up also from um, Jay and Teresa, where Jay is speaking to Kyle. And he is like, oh, Kyle, I'm not sending you in. Yeah, like, he says, he you says, guys you're good, are bro. good.
1: They, they clink their beers. He says, you're good. You're chilling. Yep.
0: And that is fuck up number one in Jay and Teresa's politics. This episode. I
1: think Jay um, had his mind so set on the fact that it was a girl's elimination that he really thought that he could do and say anything because all of the heat was going to fall on Teresa. But- it doesn't matter. Like, if you're voting someone in, you're voting them in because it's never confirmed whether it's a guy's day or a girl's day before you get there. So you never fully yeah. know that you're not actually sending your friend in, and you're only sending his partner in. So I think that that's why right. he was so blase with that conversation with Kyle and with one with Corey later because he didn't mm-hmm. think it was going to be a guy's day. It wasn't, but he was taking a huge TJ risk made there. us think it was. TJ, TJ made I, us think it was I literally for a have second. an entire section of notes crossed out because I was like so stunned. I was like, oh my gosh, everything's backfiring. Whatever, and then tj was like to watch their partners and i just angrily scratched everything out i was like I was you like, can't play I with was, me like that this
0: is i my mouth literally i think fell to the floor and then it i like all of a sudden zipped it like you know that one scene in aladdin where it's the genie and he pulls it like a shade and, and just, it rolls back up yeah exactly that was me because i was like you know what emily you really should have seen you've been watching this show for about four or five years now like you should have seen that you really should have seen it I you know that
1: tj's a jokester
0: yeah and you're not re- you're really gonna think that mtv really did all of this production around the girls storyline and not have it be a girl's elimination that they would be did a it week one
1: they were like ct west ct west ct west then they were like oh well just kidding it's gonna be ashley and-, and natalie fair enough but they're not gonna do it like that
0: you know what i mean they're not gonna do it twice especially later in the season first episode you get away with a lot because nobody knows what's going on
1: oh yeah but so also we in the home. club oh in the club what else happened in the club i don't remember
0: we have Fessy trying to fucking flirt with Gabby again, get home, bro. bro.
1: They no, get home they from... do it in
0: the club too. I didn't notice. Anyway, he goes up to her in the club, and he she like tries to chat, and like Gabby's like, "Don't say me later." That. And then you're he not, does. You're not
1: one of the Brits. Yeah. You don't get to say that. I'm He's rivalry, to... Fessy's so trying to chat to, to me. About, right? He's chatting to me.
0: I'm going to say what I want and I'm going to say how I want. Thank you very much. My
1: favorite part of the Fessy Gabby flirtation of this week was they get back to the house and they're flirting and Anissa is just standing in between them with a bag of Doritos. Eating the Doritos and watching them flirt, and then you hear her turn around to the kitchen where everybody else is not go, "Nah, what are you making?" And I was like, "What is going on? This girl's just trying to get food while her partner is he? Are they partners? That, yeah, they're back to being partners. Yeah. Um, they're too much laughing. Trying to dig down. Her partner is dicked you know, down in flirting with house. Gabby, who just is a doppelganger of his real crush in the house, who is now gone. But um, oop, oop, you said it, I, not me. You said it, not me. <laughs> Listen, I all I'm saying is Fessy. I'm not talking about Tori at all. I'm just talking about Fessy. But yeah, that was my favorite was Anissa eating her Doritos like it was popcorn and watching Fessy and his absolutely terrible game. Yeah,
0: I mean, but it was a fairly uneventful club night if we're being honest. Like I miss when they would used to actually go and like be reckless and make out and all that fun stuff. And it just
1: yeah it's they all, not... they're all
0: like 45 that's and the thing kids, is so it used to whatever. be
1: 23 year old real world alums who really are there just to get famous but never mind not anymore now we have like olympians so it really is america's fifth major sport now
0: yeah like really is fucking annoying <laughs> <laughs>
1: So then the next morning, after all of this goes down, we have Teresa and her cute little PJs um, deciding to pull her political move. I don't know why, I just really liked her PJs. They were like these black satin set. I don't know, I liked them. Hey, anyway. hey
0: Teresa, love her PJs. Teresa, kind of
1: your PJs? Anyway, they'll be a little <laughs> long on me, but I would like some, or send me a pair. <laughs> For reference, Lindsay is 5'4". Let me know where you got them. I'm 5'4 and three quarters, so I'm 5'5 five five with shoes on, thank you very much. Anyway. All right,
0: so it still would be a solid 11 inches short so just so everyone's aware
1: leave me alone uh anyway i mean two, yeah so this is where 11 inches short this is where i don't care that i'm short this is where teresa decides that she wants to make a big move and throw in a tough girl so that her competition shrinks a little bit which you know what that is a typical move to make you want to get rid of people who threaten you so i don't blame her for being like this is someone i want to throw in however with the format of this game She should have taken this opportunity to want to get her gold skull. I just, not one single person that has won the daily has gone down in the crater why yeah none of them i mean i guess it's all. a little early Pussies. we might see it happen more often later but you don't know that you're going to win another daily this is your shot this is your number one to have it be on your terms see if you can she did swing the houseboat so clearly she had some political pull but she could have yeah. had them throw in someone that she knew she could beat whether it was you know ashley m who everyone se- or amber m who everyone seems to go against or whether it was nani who she knows she's beaten the past so I just don't I don't see why I get in the regular format in every format Teresa's ever played before yes you want to get out threats but when you have the opportunity to go down there yourself why wouldn't you want to you know go with the devil you know
0: yeah the only thing I can say about that is the fact that like with this game, you never know, one, whose elimination it's going to be. So even if Corey and Teresa, de- uh, Cor- and the, blah, 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 Jay and Teresa decided that they wanted to go down, what happens if it had become a men's elimination? Then Jay's all of a sudden stuck going in because they Jay do have a to make that decision. Too. Jay needs a. I I know, too. but they have to make that decision before and he clearly wasn't ready for it. And it's just like, I get it. And I think it's fine to want to get out big players. But if you're going to want to get out big players, do it smartly so you get the least amount of blood on your hands possible because that is clearly not the route that Jay and Teresa
1: took clearly they got
0: as much blood on their hands as they fucking could I think
1: swinging swinging the Ashley Corey vote doesn't get any blood on Teresa's hands because she has no ties to Ashley you know her loyalties are to the rookie girls and to Anissa so for her to go out like her options are limited girls wise it's really Ashley or it's Lolo so I think and no one in the house is going to listen to you if you say vote lolo they're going to be like i want to sleep soundly tonight i don't want to get stabbed in my sleep so no i'm not voting lolo (laughs) so yeah i think teresa wanting to go ashley makes sense but jay and corey are boys so this is where he should have been like i don't think i'm gonna participate in swinging the votes that way teresa because that doesn't make sense for me so i think for the house vote the boo-boo was on jay's part not teresa's part
0: yeah I mean, they both made a lot of boo boos this episode, so it's kind of hard does, to get it all mixed to together. She does. She does lie to Ashley's
1: face, um, and then Ashley. Well, gives she a, lies to
0: Ashley's face. Ashley gives they, a confessional where Cam's she calls face.
1: herself paranoid Pam, which I found very entertaining. Well, because she is fucking paranoid, she is Pam, paranoid Pam.
0: Literally bugging everyone. But no, Ashley, I think though, did put up going into deliberation. I think she put up a pretty good fight. Yeah. Um, in
1: there, when we get into the deliberation, Ashley makes arguably one of the smartest moves someone has made thus far this season, with the exception of maybe big T's big week. But Mm -hmm. when she gets into that deliberation, she's not saying what sort of the narrative has been every single time, which is you're not just voting for me. You're voting for me and my partner. That's how people have been trying to swing people. But Ashley says, Hey guys, I'm good at this game. I've run finals. I've won finals. Don't you want me as your partner in a final? Why would you want me to go home? She's like, girls, I get it. You're threatened by me, but boys, it doesn't make sense for you to vote for me. And she's right. It makes no sense for guys to be going along with getting rid of these strong
0: girls. Especially when it really honestly was up in the air and it could have been a guy's elimination this week. It really could. Like, this could have been the week where they were like, "Mm, just kidding. You think it's girls, but it's actually guys. It really could. She says that too. She's like, it could be a guy's elimination. And she also brought up a good point where she was like, there is no Teresa. It has not stated she's going down into this pit no matter what. She has not said she's going to volunteer herself. She hasn't even mentioned it. That which means that if any of you girls vote me in, you could be you going could in be against just me. As exactly. So, and she was like, honestly, no offense, but I'm not the best at eliminations, but I'm not that bad either. So. Are you sure you rookies, especially, are you sure you want to go up against me in an elimination? And I think that she put up a pretty solid defense. I mean, Corey stuck up for her too, obviously. He was like, that's my partner. I'm going to back her. Like, hello, obviously, like, you're going to make a stupid decision by voting us in. And if we come back, you're fucked. And then Leroy, like you had mentioned um, earlier when we were talking jumps
1: right up in Leroy sort of started this with someone at the beginning of the deliberation was like we all know what name's been thrown around whatever and they were dancing around it not saying it just trying to sort of you know cut it where it was be like do we really need to talk about this we all know what we're gonna do and then Leroy just he goes I'm not voting Ashley he brings up the name he like puts himself out there that was that was a fun Leroy moment
0: he has a little mic drop moment like Leroy does Leroy has a few of those every now and again and they're very entertaining there was something but, weird I mean. going
1: on at this deliberation I want to point out, though. We had a confessional from both Amber M and from Michi where before his confessional, I just thought she was being paranoid because when Ashley was talking about like maybe throw in someone you guys think you can beat she seemed to just be assuming ashley was talking about her because a lot of other people have said that but ashley never says that name or at least that we see but then michi gives a confessional where he says almost the same thing he's like why are you after my partner so i think something might have been like cut out of the edit of this deliberation Mm -hmm. where her name does get brought up because like just her saying it, yeah, that's paranoia. But the fact that Michi also was under the same impression makes me think that there was something we missed. Um, so I don't know if Ashley did say Amber's name or if someone else said Amber's name. But Amber M seemed to have been convinced that the other option was her.
0: There also could have been just little birds talking all around the house that we never co- that maybe production didn't catch or the cameras didn't really get in the bathroom in the showers, girls talking, whatever. It could have happened in the igloo when they were focused on a different storyline, like. I mean, this isn't Big Brother. There aren't cameras everywhere, you know? Like, they don't have every room covered at all times. So it could have just been like a little, ooh, like, word on the street, little chitter-chatter, not necessarily holding any weight, but it could have been thrown out there that we just might not have seen.
1: Because every single deliberation that it's rumored to be a female elimination, Amber M's name gets said. So I think production was like, there's no need for us to include this again. They know that when they say lay up, they mean Amber M.
0: Yeah, especially when there's so much more drama going on in terms of Teresa and Jay and their messy politics. This was really all about their messy politics and boy, were they messy. Yeah. But ultimately, we have the House vote come in. It's not a very big number, but Ashley and Corey do get voted into the House. I mean into the chamber they have they have whatever the fuck it's called the crater crater?
1: they have nine nine votes out of i think there's 22 people left so that's Mm -hmm. not a majority at all and the reason that this Mm -hmm. is is because we have so many people burning votes because it is secret so it's so easy Mm -hmm. to burn a vote like leroy again we see in the cut he says i'm burning my vote like leroy you are the king Honey, of burn votes. Him and Nine My favorite I, I think thing... they're, yeah. Because they're such social players and they don't like to make enemies, they burn votes a lot. And like they would even do it when it was, you know, a sit-down house vote. They would be like, I'm voting for you, it's a burn vote. And like the people that were voting for yeah. sometimes would get offended, but other times they'd be like, Yeah, that's how the game goes. So yeah, Leroy burns more votes. A lot of the house clearly burned their votes because nine is not a majority in uh-huh, a house of not 22 people so there must have been four or five burn votes at least
0: yeah and i mean there's a clip on mtv that could show us who voted exactly for who i never watched them uh, too long <laughs> i don't either because they take literally forever but nine not a majority at all so but that just shows you like in these situations how much power leroy and nani ca- players like this could have had i feel like kyle is one to throw a burn vote too just because he thought he was safe um things like that but like you could play with people this way like if nani especially i feel like if she could figure out a way to make her vote more valuable and say oh well what do you want me to do what will you do for me later like Like, nani i think could have manipulated this game a little bit more or Leroy could have too Leroy's in a big position of power with cam
1: nani doesn't really have an agenda right now so i think that that's why we don't see that happening it's because she's just like no one's after me so i'm just gonna try and win a daily get my skull whatever i can do um yeah but yeah after we come out of the chamber teresa j and jay get a little bit of information they find out that a couple of their allies lied to them about who they were going to vote for um Mm -hmm. one of which being you know kyle and cam who both said you know yeah we'll vote ashley but then didn't end up voting ashley um so because of that teresa's first instinct the first thing she says, and she's like, "Who are we throwing in?" She says today, she's like, I, "I mean, it's easy for me to throw Nani because I've done it before. I've done it a million times." But um, she already hates. Then me. is like, she then is like, "Well, but people were lying to us, so maybe we should, you know, use that information to our advantage, bit. similar to what Anisa and Fessy did when they found their information out." Yeah. Um, but I was not surprised that Nani was the first name out of Teresa's mouth. I'm glad she didn't go with that, but I was not surprised.
0: Yeah. I think this would have been a very long elimination had this been Nani and Ashley. I think it would have been very, very, very close.
1: I I don't um, know. I think that I think Nani would have beat her pretty quickly just because I don't think, think Ashley so. has much finesse. And this challenge was all about finesse.
0: Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so then we they get their information. Teresa thinks she's gonna throw Nani and then she goes to Cam. She says it's very Cam's sneaky. Face. Yeah. Well, she well No, 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 no. That's the problem. She doesn't say shit to Cam's face. She lies to her fucking face. She goes up to Cam and she's like, look, we got some information, blah, 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 blah. Who, if it were to be Ashley going in, would you want to go against her? And Cam is like, yeah, but if I don't want it, like, will you honor that? And Teresa is up there like, yep whatever you want, boozing, you look at me and I won't, I won't do shit for you. Like you're welcome. Like whatever you're, you're in my back pocket. Like, don't you worry? Like I got you whatever
1: you need. I think that the reason Teresa goes to have this conversation here isn't to get Cam's honest response, but I think she's just trying to gauge the situation and add more stuff to either side of her pros and cons list of throwing in Nani versus throwing in Cam. Because if she goes up to Cam and says, like, would you want it? And Cam says, absolutely. I don't care what it is. I don't care who it is. I want my skull. Then Teresa's like, no skin off my back. Why would I even debate throwing anyone else then if she's okay with it? Because then it just looks like I did it for her instead of I was planning on throwing her in in the first place um and then if she says no absolutely not like I would be so mad if you threw me in I don't want to go in then Teresa can be like okay so that's even more extreme of a move for me to make versus you know just rehashing an old rivalry I already have so yeah I think that this wasn't actually to have that conversation with Cam but she was just sort of trying to see how things would bounce back on herself
0: yeah I don't know I think that Teresa, honestly, if I were Teresa, this is how I would have played this game just because Cam is clearly in a better position of power than you. Like, she, no offense, has four numbers no matter what. Whatever way she likes it, she has four numbers. She has her, herself, Leroy, Kyle, and Casey. I Arguably, she has four votes no matter what. Casey is a little bit of a swing just because of the Big Brother Alliance. However... I think Casey is the leader of that alliance. So I think that arguably means Cam has more numbers. And so because what Cam says is so wishy-washy and she's like, if I want it, I'll let you know. If I don't, I would—I don't want it. Please don't give it to me. If I were Teresa, what I would have done is I would have thought this out smartly because this blood, like you said earlier, is not on her hands in terms of Ashley. That is the House vote. That is not Teresa's vote. That is... Teresa had nothing to do with it, blah, 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 blah. Dre had nothing to do with it, blah, 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 blah. I would have, if Cam didn't want it, thrown in a rookie, got rid of them. Ashley comes back, and that's not on you because that was the house vote. Because it's the house vote, exactly. I also so think I, that's how I would have played that game. And then you get rid of a rookie and you have a great male player possibly up for grabs up for, for grabs these as a partner. other week. up for grabs as a partner. And so, like,
1: this was the stupidest move she could have made. I think that if I'm Teresa and I, even if I'm not going to throw in a rookie and I have to throw in either Nani or Cam, which first of all, she doesn't, um, let's look at their elimination records because don't get me started. Some of Nani's eliminations were stupid and never should have been a thing, which is why her elimination record is so bad. I'm talking about the cage race. Um, on Rivals 3, I'm talking about the stupid duct tape chair from War of the Worlds, don't even get me started, and the, the mat thing from Bloodlines with her oh. in, what's her face? Oh, I forgot I even forgot about the log when she gets stuck. Yeah, so I'm mad about Nani's elimination record, but if I'm just a statistician, I don't know, someone who evaluates stats, I'm looking at...
0: An analyst? Nani's... A
1: numbers analyst? I mean, you could say that, but I want it to be more specific to stats, go away. Um nani's numbers abysmal elimination record versus cam's numbers which is an almost physically impossible elimination record who is coming back and coming back with a vengeance because the house is Ashley. one thing exactly the house vote is one thing but teresa you are the only person saying this next girl's name i mean jay is too but he's just following your vote so this whoever you send in is going to be mad at you so why not send someone who might not come back versus someone who most certainly is coming back because kill a cam is a real kill a cam is a real thing i this was do not mess with kill a cam
0: yep this literally would have had to have been the most intricate number puzzle that literally the exact one that ashley has on her phone for ashley to have any shot at coming back on or talking with a southern twang one of the two i think like, any I, I think
1: any puzzles ashley's game but like again you see it you see it before you say a name so you know what I as mean? long as you don't see a puzzle apparatus,
0: yeah like this is clearly something remotely physical why on earth are you backstabbing arguably the best position player in this game with the best elimination record fucking idiot I think the only option for Teresa Teresa's part
1: because she is I mean I'm glad she's dumb because then it kept Nani safe but she's aligned with the rookies she's aligned with Anissa Cam is scary I think her only choice was Nani but she doesn't make that for some odd reason the one time in her life she decides not to go after Nani it's an absolutely horrible decision one I am very grateful for. Thank you very much, Teresa, for leaving her alone for <laughs> once. But, yeah, I just don't, I don't I cannot, for the life of me, follow Teresa's logic here.
0: Yeah, we might as well just jump right into the elimination, but obviously, it. Yeah, we get we come up and there's these two very interesting apparatuses. You have this big box with a ladder, and then you have these six poles with little hooks on them, and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Because this is it's clearly physical, but you don't know how you're gonna have to shimmy up the pole, or you're gonna have to jump from the box, or you're gonna be on top of the poles. Like you
1: never freaking know what this goddamn for godforsaken game. So, the, but it's clearly physical. The one thing you do know though, which is something Anisa mentions, is whenever you see two of something you see a double like a double of the same apparatus you know that you're probably not going to come into actual contact with your opponent so it's going to be physical mm-hmm. but it's going to be physical uh, against your own abilities not against your partners your uh, opponents physically it's a
0: race against the clock it's exactly. not against a race against your your it's not it's not a fight to the death it's a race against the clock but Clearly, it's physical. Clearly, it has something going on where it's one versus the other, and it's time-based, whatever, numbers-based, whatever it needs to be. Ashley and Corey inevitably get called down, obviously. Not a, really a shock to the group, just kind of whatever, and Ashley is pissed, well, obviously. Well,
1: we get another another um, dollar dollar's worth of millionaire Mitchell quotes for this episode. She had quite a few, but this one is... Yeah. Um, If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, which is what she says on their way to the crater. So, you know, that's, I love, I love Ashley's one-liners. Sometimes they're great. But as, when we see them get thrown down there, not only is Ashley pissed, but Corey is pissed. Because he is now, again, this man needs new friends. Other than Nelson, ride or die, but he needs new friends Mm -hmm. because he's now been burned by Fessy. And then the very next week or two weeks later, burned by Jay, who to his face before they got on the buses said, you're good, dude. But he knew. He knew right before. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, there's no reason for Jay to lie there. All it's going to do is come back and bite you. But yeah, so Corey has been burned by yet another friend. They don't know for sure that it's a girl's elimination. So he's, you know, rightfully pissed as well. And
0: Jay even knows it at that point too. He says it in a confessional he's like I know I just fucked up my game by lying to these people I don't I can't remember it's when he lied to Corey or when he lied to Kyle but he lied to someone dead on and that he's in his confessional and he's literally like I just fucked up my entire game and I was like yeah you fucking dumbass like I get it you and Teresa in the crater in the chamber you promised each other like oh we're not going to say anything blah 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 but at that point no offense you need more friends teresa is fucking up your gameplay you need better friends so
1: yeah all, all he's done what the hell's going on is is cut off two friends he he pulled a fessy he said friends i, I don't he need really him and he cuts off he cuts off Corey and he cuts off kyle he now has lost two allies two friends for absolutely Arguably no his reason only
0: two Arguably, his only two solid ass- allies. Because yeah, because Bessie at least had Casey and Josh and blah blah blah. Like he didn't need Corey. He didn't need Nelson. But Jay, I think he
1: did. But- he needed Corey. Yeah, J- J definitely Jay definitely needs them. And because we all know them. that Jay's not hanging on to Josh because Josh has the weirdest vendetta against Jay in the world. Although maybe looking back now, Josh has been right all along that we shouldn't trust Jay. May- Maybe we all were yelling at Josh Martinez for no reason. Josh, I'm sorry, man. You're right. Jay's a snake. (laughs) Jay.
0: And it's like, it just got to the point, I think, where as we're watching these picks unfold in the crater, I really think Jay had an oh shit moment where he realized he let his partner get out of control.
1: His oh shit moment was was definitely when TJ said, this is an important night for the men. And Jay went, uh... (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know. I think that like
0: Jay really did have a moment of clarity where he was like, "Oh no, I got myself in some deep water." Because we had we saw this uh, last week, two weeks ago, whenever it was that Big T had her reign. She C uh, T let her roll with that. C T let her have her moment in the sun, whatever. But he pulled her back when he needed to, he and did. Jay needed to do that with Teresa, and he didn't. He let her run fucking wild, and ultimately. Teresa goes and she sends Cam into this elimination. And that is stupid. It is. Then we have TJ come in. TJ,
1: give us all a heart attack. Good Lord. Yeah. The next thing I have written in my notes is men's in all capital letters, followed by um, me scribbling it out furiously and the words TJ, WTF.
0: TJ, honey i love you i really do i love tj for the record you know for the record so
1: then but whatever we get into the actual elimination which i feel bad for ashley in because throughout her challenge career and even just in this season she keeps getting weird carnival game eliminations where like she doesn't actually get to be millionaire mitchell like we had the one on war of the worlds 2 where she just had to break open these clay pots and then do a puzzle against D. No, where, that
0: was that was that was, was that um, total
1: madness. That was total madness. Yeah, Because yeah. I remember where, that one. I didn't it, watch World of Worlds. Yeah, D. It was World of Worlds. I thought it was Book World of that. Worlds too. But no, it was the clay pot. It was total madness. Yeah. D. So D doesn't even actually do the elimination. Wes does it. But yeah, the half of the elimination was just finding the right clay pot. So yeah, I feel like Ashley kind of draws the short straw when it comes to the elimination she has to compete in. Her and Nani both. Just they don't actually get good eliminations. Yeah. But yeah. They kinda get fucked over in elimination. I feel bad for Ashley in this one.
0: But I honestly think she does get the hang of it eventually. uh, But it's probably too late because
1: cam Cam looks like jordan up there legit in slow-mo i was like if you take that silhouette and slapped it on a sneaker i think they were real jordans because she was absolutely flying back and forth peter pan it's Cam. like unbelievable yeah and oh my god
0: right before the elimination when tj goes it's for the men and ashley and cam both freak the fuck out that was like the best moment i almost kyle
1: loses his mind
0: I almost wish that was real purely so that the, like the heat of that moment could have just like resonated with everyone and really carried over into the next week. Just, I really wish it did, but yeah, ultimately we have Cam win this elimination. She is ultimately victorious, clearly. I don't know why the fuck you would send Cam into elimination if you didn't expect her to come back. Um, She's now 10 for
1: 11. I have that written down.
0: Yeah, she's 10 for 11, like 10 she has 10 elimination wins like she's got to have the most elimination she's got to have the best ratio
1: um in challenge history i don't i don't know she might have the best she definitely doesn't have the most i think that's still no but i think she's the
0: i think she has or and i know laurel's up there but i'm pretty sure that cam has like the best ratio in terms of wins to losses 10 wins and one loss it's fucking insane but she gets her gold skull and in her confessional she vows to come back and she vows to fuck teresa up so i mean even as ashley is walking out of this crater after her loss i mean cam literally like this was just a heartbreaking elimination purely because neither one of them i think really deserved to go home especially because teresa was so snaky like Neither one of them really deserved to even be in that elimination, in my opinion. So it just really sucked. And Cam is like almost sad to win because Ashley is not someone she wanted to send home right now. Like that was not her plan. That was not in her agenda for this week, next week, whatever. Like Ashley, yeah, is a phenomenal player. And obviously Cam's going to want to ditch her eventually, but this was not the time for that. And all of this anger doesn't fall between Cam and Ashley, it falls on Teresa. And you have Ashley as she's walking out of the crater, begging with Cam, like, beat her ass, please. Like, I des- I deserved to be here. You deserve to be here. Send that bitch home. Because she does not deserve to be here anymore. That was, fa- like, that was dirty gameplay. And I don't like it. Get her the fuck out of here. And Cam is like, bitch, you best bet I will. Yeah, I'm going to do it.
1: In true Ashley yep, fashion, in her confessional. she cannot leave without getting the last word. And I love it. No, of course.
0: She's so petty. And, like, she's petty in the best way. I, ugh. I feel bad that she had to go home. She got home. She got sent out the first week in an unfair elimination too, where it was supposed to be fucking Wessen CT. I hate it. Supposed to be Wessen CT, and it wasn't. And then in this one, she gets fucked over all because Teresa. Like I get it, Ashley's an easy pick, but she wasn't
1: the best pick. Sorry. And I think, I think sending Cam was the dumb move. But yeah, so they were both stupid. Teresa is now screwed big time. But in terms of partners, Cam chooses to keep Kyle, Kyle, and he is Kyle. As she's like, as TJ's giving her the choice to pick, Kyle goes, "Don't leave me, please don't leave me." I was like, "Okay, Kyle." Their
0: confessionals are so funny, too, because yeah, Kyle all- is like, I'm just thinking in my head, I'm begging to please don't get rid of me, don't get rid of me, don't get, and I'm like, I love you. I wouldn't get rid of you either, Kyle. Because then we get confessionals
1: from, like, all the other boys going, hey, Cam, mm-hmm. Cam, pick me. Darrell, I think, was my favorite one. He was like, He was like, hey, Cam. I was like, oh, my God, Cam, pick Darrell. That would be so much fun. Leroy's
0: was mine because he literally was sitting <laughs> he goes, I don't, I don't like, think
1: I like all these other dudes
0: <laughs> he's like I don't know how I feel all these other guys want my girl like what and it's just so funny because you see Casey to latch on to
1: because
0: like, that like, would have been, been a good pick for Cam please leave him because it's with getting me. close enough I
1: feel like yeah
0: it's getting close enough to the end where well he still doesn't you know, have a skull like so they still have about, another
1: which they, they still have another shot at that yeah.
0: But I, you know what I mean. It could have been a viable pick at that moment in time for Cam to pick Leroy, and she chose to stick with Kyle, which I honestly was kind of surprised about. But I'm very happy with it. I
1: think they vibe. very happy. I think it. they. I think she they also kind of likes that he's like smart enough to have a political game, but also smart enough to not get in her way. So yeah, I, I think they that work really well together. I think he's a good fit for her because he's not gonna mess with her game, but he also adds to it.
0: Yeah, and I think that she does the same for him. Obviously, she brings his challenge, chances of winning a daily up by tenfold, and then her <laughs> political power, just who she is in the house, gives him power. So which is why he picked her. Yeah, which honestly, phenomenal thing. And then Corey, we get a cute little confessional from him after poor Ashley leaves. Road He's like, Corey, I'm the Black Widow, the Black
1: Widow, the Black
0: Widow partner, because he keeps taking out his. Partners, and I just think that's so funny because honestly, it's
1: true. Who like, is Corey lost so far?
0: So Ashley, Natalie, uh-huh. and who did he have before Natalie?
1: Gab- it's, oh, did he have Live
0: at some? No, it's someone who went home.
1: I don't. Did he have remember. Ashley twice? No, no, no. no. Uh, I Ashley know. went home with CT. Oh, he was partnered with Tori, and Tori's gone.
0: Oh, and Tori's gone. Yeah. yeah. So you know what I mean. It just like keeps whatever, and he keeps losing his partners, which sucks. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's awesome, and I'm hoping to see next week in the preview. We get we don't get much, but we just get a the big challenge. It looks like it looks like it's the biggest challenge that they've been building up to per the season. It's the big one in the helicopter with they're over the water and this giant.
1: Yeah, I think this. I think there's Cargonet like thing. one other one that we saw in the trailer with the hamster balls. But I think other than that, we're oh, almost yeah, yeah. done with the ones that were in the trailer.
0: Yeah. And this is clearly the one of the big ones that they were building up to. This yeah. is... A, and it Now that they've described it a little bit, because we come to the realization that the they're going to be split up into groups and it's going to be throwing off the other people on the ball. I'm curious to see if it's going to be played in pairs or if it's going to be played male-female.
1: I... I feel like it looks like from the number of people in the trailer, it looks like four heats, two guys heats and two girls heats.
0: Okay, because I, I did see if they were gonna play guys, I didn't girls. see any
1: guys yeah. on with girls, but it also wasn't a lot of people on there. So yeah, I think, it only looks like four people on there. Yeah, I think there might be four heats.
0: But so yeah, no, I'm excited for next week's challenge. I think that the challenge is gonna be fun to watch. Clearly, they're out cam is out for Teresa. We hear her voice over there. um. And then politically, it seems once we get back into the house, we have a bit of a scuffle. We have between, Fessy getting well, into a bit looks, of a spat. Yeah, it looks like Fessy's involved. Josh is involved. Kyle. Um, Amber B is somehow involved as well.
1: Because I think Darrell's involved. Durrell also seems we to hear, be involved. We hear a voice voiceover that he seems a little bit uh, peeved at somebody. So I think Amber B might yeah. be involved just, you know, either Durrell's defending her or she's defending Durrell
0: Yeah. Or maybe Amber got herself in it. Cause it looks to me in part of, in one of the clips we see of Amber and Kyle, that Amber's consoling him. So I don't know if maybe Amber gets herself involved and Darrell's a little upset with that. I don't know, but we'll have to see. But Josh seems to get <laughs> right in the middle of that. And he goes, everybody stop. And it's just very funny. Cause you have not only Josh, but you also have two security guards holding trying Fessy to hold back. Fessy
1: back. You also have Devin and Jay trying to hold Fessy back.
0: Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how this is going to go, but you can see someone from production because they have a mask on. Yeah. Um, So it's a very interesting look into um, a COVID setting where they film the show um, with COVID going on and things like that. So very interesting to see. But do you want to talk about our picks for the week?
1: talk about our picks for the week. Um, I have, for my men, I've got Jay and I've got Corey, just because I think- Really quick, I want to point out, I want to point out that I did win last week. I I, I mean this
0: week, I want to point that out. I didn't you I still in dead last
1: um, cumulatively. So I, like... No, I'm
0: not. I'm not in dead last, actually. I'm in second to last, but uh and no, I'm in third to last, actually. And so I just want to point out that um, I did win this week by like a lot. So
1: anyway, um my guy picks for the week are Jay and Corey because I think that this daily challenge is not really tailored to the guys that have more body weight to hold up. And it's definitely tailored to grip strength and jay's sort of a climber type and guys that sort of have a better height weight ratio so i think that Corey and jay even if they're middle of the pack finishers i was kind of playing it safe this week i just didn't want to lose points um because last week we had some people lose some points um and then for girls i picked nani and casey i just had a gut feeling about nani this week and casey's always a good pick um so those are mine have you
0: had a week where you haven't picked have you had a week where you haven't picked casey
1: maybe let's look
0: but not many right you've picked casey almost
1: every week i feel like i did not pick casey week three but that's the only one yeah but yeah you for for guys you pick kyle and ct
0: yeah So I picked Kyle um, mainly for his actual political involvement, because I actually don't think that Kyle can do much in terms of negative. I think he can do a lot to stir the pot, but he doesn't do a lot to end anything. So I think that that could get me some points there and also avoid me from it, but also knock down points on other people. Um, That was kind of my game move there. And then also when it comes to in the challenge itself, I think that he has that very good height weight ratio. Plus he's partnered with Cam who is going to be coming into this challenge with a, with fire and guns blazing. So I just trust that their partnership will do very well this challenge. Um, And then in terms of CT um, I kind of pick CT purely because I think that he might do well in this challenge. And also I don't know. He tends to have some decent political action going on when it's not involving him. He tends to take advantage of those situations really, really well, kind of how Devin does, just in a little bit more of a less snaky way, more of in like a strategy way. So that was kind of my – and I also think that like no offense if you're hanging 50 feet above the water and it's Corey versus CT – I'd be putting my money on CT. I'm not going to lie to you. I
1: just think I'd Corey be- would have to run away from him like the Black Widow he is and just yeah. wait for CT to fall because eventually CT's yeah. weight is going to get the better of him and Corey can probably hang on longer. I might just yeah, say that because apoyatist- I picked Corey, but anyway. I just picked
0: someone who was like on the smaller side and Corey's just like one of the only people left who's kind of on that smaller
1: side. You didn't pick um, Corey, I did, you weenie. You picked CT. No,
0: I mean to-, to to unquote oh, for to the, quote, okay. face no, the team, in my yeah. analogy you are, um,
1: you clearly do have faith in that kyle cam partnership because you also picked cam and you picked casey which cam. all of us picked casey yeah. so far so she's useless oh, wow. to us
0: <laughs> that is that yep mm-hmm. um but no i picked casey just because i think she also might do well in this challenge i think leroy might do well in this challenge um so i was hoping for a good partner duo there Um, and I picked Casey just because I think Casey, especially if Josh and Bessie are involved in a big brother type argument issue, whatever, I think Casey could make a lot of good political moves there in terms of social political game outside of the challenges. And then I picked Cam because honestly, politically, I'd be really scared to be Teresa right now. (laughs) So (laughs) I think that no matter how this game goes, I really think that Cam is going to have an influence on the way the House votes, whether that is in not or in cam's favor in terms of fessy or jay and Teresa, i think that it really could go either way and i think that cam has a lot of pull either way um especially because i think cam, i could see cam aligning herself with maybe Corey or um things like that to possibly get fessy out if fessy's causing problems especially if cam's He's always causing problems cory yeah, but I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, if Corey were to come to Cam and say, hey, I'm willing to put my put my vote on Fessy, if you could get the house, if you could get the people you know to vote that way, which might be a little hard because of Casey and Leroy, but I don't know, with the way that Fessy's been causing problems... Wouldn't even be surprised if Anissa voted him in at this point. I th- yeah,
1: I think Casey would turn on Fessy if she had to because I think she knows he's a <laughs> to liability. Save
0: game, to save her own game. And I think she's in, she knows she's in a better position with Leroy and Cam than she is necessarily with Fessy. And I think Josh- she...
1: She's also good enough socially to smooth it over with him in real life if she were to have to do that. Um, But we did have another bonus question on this week's um, survey for our fantasy picks. This one I think might be a little fun to talk about for a quick sec, which is um, we picked um, any pair of double agents that we would like to see run the final together. Um, Personally, I picked Leroy and Nani because first of all, I am rooting for both of them to win. Um, And second of all, they started their MTV journey together on the same season of The Real World. So I think it would be kind of cute for that to be Leroy's like swan song. His bow out is with one of his Vegas cast members. And also, I think that they're, you know, they know each other well enough to be able to push each other the right way to, you know, do well in a final. So that's a pair that I would be interested to see. I don't think it's likely to happen because I'm not sure either one of them would actually pick each other unless nani was looking at the other guys and was like yikes and i don't i honestly don't know if leroy would ever pick nani because he has a tendency to cross her in these games which drives me nuts but (laughs) i think that just for my you know fan heart that would be a good pair
0: yeah and then i had said nani and kyle nani and kyle yeah but then also when Lindsay and i were talking about it before we started recording the episode i mentioned Cam and Leroy, obviously for obvious reasons, I would love to see them run the final. One of
1: our other one of our other fantasy team um, players picked Cam and Leroy.
0: Yes, uh, we have a few friends that are playing along with us, but I think I would like to see Cam and Leroy just because, like that would be so cute, and like to have like for the similar reasons that you would like to see him with Nani, like that would be a phenomenal swan song if him and Cam got to win together.
1: Personally, I would, (laughs) but you know.
0: But for me, in my heart, I would just Just because I'm cynical
1: it would but, be cute. it um, would be very cute.
0: I had picked yeah. And I think that would be good for Leroy like he deserves that. Um but then in terms of Kyle and Nani, I just think they would fin- run a final together phenomenally. I like really just think that like they both are these quote unquote third place finishers in these yeah. finals.
1: They both have the same chip and on it their would shoulder, be an I think. Awesome, yeah.
0: Yeah, it would be aw- and they work well together. We saw this um in when they were partners. Like obviously they're not the best pair, but they did it and they did it well. They're very balanced. So I think that they would push each other to really fight for that win. It would obviously depend on who they were up against, because I'd be nervous if they were up against Lolo and Nam or a different kind of mental powerhouse of...
1: I think they could smoke Lolo and Nam. They did in the mini-final. Both of them. That's true. They did in the mini-final.
0: It would just depend on, I think, the final itself. True. Um, Because I think that they both have the tendency to crack. I just don't know when that would be. If there Uh, is either
1: monkey bars or a bobsled segment, Lolo and Nam will win. (laughs)
0: Correct. <laughs> but yeah, so that is all we have for you guys today and we will hopefully see you later this week, not next week. Um hopefully we will do better at recording closer to we'll be on the on time this week when the when Listen, the episode comes out.
1: I'll be twiddling my thumbs all week cuz I'm moving to school and we have to quarantine, so I literally can't leave my apartment for a week starting tomorrow. So I'll be ready to go. So it's really down to you there, Emily.
0: So I just want everybody to understand that I do indeed have a full-time job and am a full-time student
1: and I have
0: a work study and I have friends and a boyfriend and like life. life. I have to keep
1: my boyfriend happy. Shut up we have we have like 12 listeners Emily that's way more important.
0: I don't care I don't care I'm sorry guys okay I'm so sorry
1: but as always thank you for listening
0: to and not fit for the final we will catch you Later this week, don't forget to watch the challenge at 87 Central on MTV to be caught up with us. But
1: we will see you soon. I'm Emily. I'm Lindsay. Bye.